Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn Miles is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of Autumn Miles Ministries and the author of Appointed and I Am Rahab. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God, coupled with raw faith. Now, here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. We are doing a part two message of It's My Turn. Yesterday, I left off when Jesus was just stepping on Peter's boat, and we are going to pick up today right there. Jesus met Peter exactly where he was because he wanted to do something for Peter that Peter had been uh, had watched him doing for other people. I hope you enjoy this part two message of It's My Turn. He just stepped on the boat, and then he directed him, put it out a little ways, And he sat down and he began teaching people from the boat. Jesus sees him washing his nets and he decides to meet him right there at the edge in his exasperation, in his frustration, yet in his diligence, in his disappointment, yet in his faithfulness, in his hard moment, Yet, in his life-changing moment, Jesus meets him right there washing his nets, walks onto the boat, because Jesus knew they didn't need a boat full of fish. They needed a boat full of Jesus. And he walked on to the, uh, to the boat in a mundane, in an ordinary uh, situation, and uh, they, they find that uh, Jesus does something absolutely incredible. You know, I hear it said all the time, I need a promotion. Uh, I, need, I need to make more money. I need, I need more money, okay? If I just made more money, then I could, um, I, I could you know, buy whatever it is that my heart, heart's desire. I need a different house, okay? My house is... Um, not serving my family as well as it could. I, 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 I need a, a different child. Okay. I need a different husband. I need a different, whatever. We're so focused on what we don't have that we don't understand that we have access to all we need. If we just allow Jesus to walk on our boats. Now, now, uh, Peter didn't stop Jesus. In his exasperation, he didn't stop Jesus. He, he, he welcomed him on and clearly he did exactly what um, Jesus directed him to do because he saw something different in Jesus. Now, you might have been striving for um, a long time. You might have been you, you might have been desiring for something to happen for a long time. Um, but but that thing is not what you need. You need to welcome Jesus in your boat. Some of you have been fighting him because you think, oh, if I truly give this over to the Lord, what if he doesn't give it back to me? I know that that's how Satan talks to you guys. Um, I've been waiting for this thing and, I, and I've waited a really long time, but, but what if Jesus doesn't do what I, I want him to do? What if he doesn't uh, um, um, 
perform my heart's desires. You know, I can't really let him on because then I'll have to change my life. Then I'll have to change my perspective. Then I'll have to change the way I talk. Then I won't, then I'll have to start praying, start reading the Bible. You know, Jesus is, is not as legalistic as you are, honey. Um, he just simply wants to get on your boat and do something in your life that will not check a box of rules, but that will literally change your life. And Peter didn't hinder him. He said, you know what? All right, come on on, on. You don't need a promotion. You don't need a bigger house. You don't even need that child. You may want that child um, and God may give you that child. But what you need is Jesus's presence on your boat. That is the most important thing. The thing is not important. The presence of Jesus is the most important because child, daughter, sister, brother, That is the thing that changes us from being a bystander in someone else's life to watching miracles happen in our own. Welcome him on. No matter what you've heard about Jesus, welcome him in. Let him do what only he can do for you. So he lets him in. When he had finished um, speaking, he said to Simon, Harry is teaching the people from the boat. Simon thought that uh, Jesus was there for all that crowd and all those people, but Jesus came to the lake that day for him. He'd finished speaking. He said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Put down into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now I, I want to catch this and I want to talk about this uh, for just a second. Jesus is looking at Simon and he's saying, Hey, um, I know you're a professional fisherman, um, but I need you to put, put your boat and put your nets down into the deep water um, for a catch. Um, Imagine Peter's mental response. Now, it it gives us a little snapshot of what he was thinking, but imagine his mental response. Um, Jesus, I am a professional. I have done this before. I know how this goes. I understand that you're like Jesus and all, and you can heal people from being blind and um, like cast out demons and stuff like that. And that's what you're good at, Jesus. You're good at the leprosy healed thing. You know, I can't do that, but you can do that. But one thing I know, you know that Peter was thinking this because this is what you're thinking in your car today. Um, One thing I know, Jesus, is how to fish. I got that. I am a professional. It is my trade. I am awesome at it. How many times do we have this dialogue with Jesus that says, oh, yeah, Jesus, okay, you can save the world from their sin and you can resurrect yourself from the dead. But this singleness thing, I'm a professional at it. This singleness thing, I've been doing it for a really long time. Okay, this bad marriage thing, nothing is going to change him, Jesus. I have tried and I have tried and we've been to counseling and we've read 10 steps to heal your marriage and it's still not working. This infertility thing, Jesus. Like I 
know you did it for Abraham and Sarah, but that was like a long, long time ago. And I don't even believe you work in the Old Testament ways anymore. I know this, um, this infertility thing. I've got it. I've been to all the doctors. I've done in vitro six different times. I've got it. I'm a professional at my problem. I know you stay over there where you can heal people and demons will be cast out. You stay over there with people with fevers can stand up and then you make a batch of enchiladas. But me, I am going to stay right here stuck in my professional problem. I'm going to bring it to you um, a little bit, but I'm not going to bring it all the way to you because I can control it. I know emotionally how to handle it when I get disappointed again because my eHarmony profile um, isn't get looked at as many times as I want. I am a professional at my issue. Peter, you know, when Jesus said, hey, um, now that I'm done preaching, I want you to take your nets and I want you to cast them into the deep. You know, that's what Peter said. You know, that's what his response was. Peter didn't know. As a professional fisherman, he was looking at the God who created the fish, who created the sea, who could call to them and they would answer him. He did not understand that he was looking straight at the God man who spoke creation into existence, who spoke every species of fish into existence, who who made them swim, who made them uh, create new fish. And uh, he did not understand that his professionalism as a, a, a fisherman stopped and bowed down to the one who created the fish. He didn't know that. He didn't see that. He didn't have that perspective. Um, and so this is what his response was. He, um, Simon answered him. And I love it when Simon speaks up because he's, oh, you just want to slap him. But at the same time, you are him. So you can't really slap him too much. He says this. Simon answered and said, Master, we've worked hard all night long. And this is how I know this is what he was thinking. And caught nothing. We've caught nothing. I've been on eHarmony for five years and caught nothing. I've done in vitro seven times and caught nothing. I've worked on my marriage for 20 years and caught nothing. I've prayed uh, for their salvation for 20 years and caught nothing. I've tried, but I've cut nothing. We've worked hard, but we've cut nothing. We're, we're, we're frustrated because there has been no outcome to our com- continual toil. We've cut nothing. We've cut nothing. We've cut nothing. And if that is where you are, I know the spirit of God is telling me that is where you are in your, in your car today, in your house today. That is where you are. You've cut nothing. We've cut nothing. I've done it. I've been faithful. I've been in the, uh, the children's ministry. For 30 years, and I've seen, I've seen uh, no production towards what I believe that you can do in my life. I've caught nothing. I've caught nothing. So now you're stuck in your mentality that you're never going to catch nothing because you haven't caught anything so far. And this is what he says. I've caught nothing. But I will do 
as you say, and let down my nets. I could literally cry at this. Because I've been the girl that's caught nothing. I've been the girl that's put a lot of years of work in and then I, and it and it doesn't seem in the moment like I have caught anything, but I didn't realize what God was doing behind the scenes. I didn't realize what he was on the brink of doing. I didn't realize that he was on my boat and the very next directive that he was going to give me was going to produce something that I didn't know how to handle at that moment. I've been the girl that it looks like I've caught nothing, but Jesus is standing on my boat. So actually, Actually, I have caught everything that I need. I've caught nothing, but I've caught nothing, but I've caught nothing, but I've caught nothing, but. Is there a but in your mind? I am a professional. That professionalism, by the way, keeps you from where God wants to take you. You can be close-minded. You can be close-minded all you want. You can sit in self-righteousness all you want. But that, friend, is going to keep you from what God wants to do with you. You can be professional. You can say that I've tried it. You can do the thing. You can have, and probably, probably all of your excuses are absolutely valid from a human standpoint. You can talk back to God and he doesn't get offended. He simply stays there. You can do it. You can throw everything you want at him. But I'm asking you today, is there a but? Because if there's a but, there's a possibility for it to be your turn. God can't bless your pride and your self-righteousness. I know I'm a professional fisherman. I'm a professional single person. And I'm going to stay that way because you haven't answered so far. He's not going to bless that. It's not going to be your turn if you don't open up your heart and your mind. But if there is a clause in your heart, where you can look at the Lord and say, yes, I've tried and I've caught nothing, but I'm going to do it again for you. God can work with that. You know, I think that this is actually one of the reasons why, um, <laughs> I think this is one of the reasons why that uh, Peter's mother was, uh, mother-in-law was actually healed. I think this is another reason why that he was on the edge and he was looking at everyone else being healed because something that resonated with him. It was close to him, but it wasn't him. And I think maybe we see his first act of faith right here. Whenever he says a, but that faith grew and now, you know, he was aside from the God, uh, the guy that spearheaded the church here. Um, but, but I see, I think, I think this was his first true, true act personally of faith. We talk about bold truth, raw faith on the program. This was Peter in the raw. 
this was Peter being raw. Listen, you're ridiculous. I've 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 um I've fished all night. But if you can do it for my mother-in-law and you can do it for all those people on the side of the lake, maybe, just maybe, just maybe, just um mustard seed, maybe. That's all we need is a mustard seed, maybe. Just mustard seed, maybe, maybe, just maybe you will do it for me. But is there a but, guys? Because if there is, it's your turn. So here we have them. But I will do as you say and let down my nets. I'm going to just challenge you to try again. Um, you know, uh, d- d- might not have happened for you in the past because um, you've tried and you've tried in your strength and maybe you've tried just to say that you've tried um, and maybe you've tried, um, you know, just to impress the church people, which they weren't really impressed. Um, and so, you know, kind of gave up trying. Um, but I'm going to encourage you to try again because Jesus wasn't on your boat last time. He wasn't in that decision last time. It wasn't his timing last time. You know, Jesus could have showed up the day before that he actually showed up and could have done this miracle for Peter um, the day before. But Peter would not have been in the um, receiving mode of this miracle the day before because he had gone out in his own strength and he had caught nothing. It needed to be when he was tired. It needed to be when he was exasperated. It needed to be when he was disappointed because that is exactly where we are ready and able and listening to the directives of the Lord. So yes, could God have done it five years ago? Could he have done it last year? Could he have done it two months ago when he tried with that in vitro? Yes, he could have, but maybe just maybe the circumstances are perfectly um, um, in line now for him to tell you to let down your nets again in a way that is going to produce more for you and more glory for the Lord. Could he have done it last year? Yes, he could have. But it wasn't his timing and it wasn't his way and you weren't ready but I believe that God is speaking to me and someone out there to say, try again. Yes. Do the same thing. Maybe even the same way, which sounds ridiculous. But if Jesus has said it, do it. So they did it. I I could cry at this, but when they had done this, When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish and their nets began to break. You know, uh, it talks about the nets breaking, um, but they broke. They talk, it talks about, you know, the, the nets, they couldn't, the nets couldn't hold the quantity of fish. But as I read this, I see men who wouldn't have been broken from their pride, from their arrogance, from their disappointment, from their discouragement, any other way. 
than seeing our great God do what they tried to do with their skill, what their skill could not produce, what their intellect could not produce, what their education could not produce, what their bodies could not produce. He did in one act of faith coupled with God's power. The nets were breaking because of the quantity of fish, but Peter broke. And God knew that in order, in order to use Peter and the capacity that God was going to use Peter, in order to use Peter, James and John and the capacity that he was going to use them in order to use, to, to um, use the 12 disciples, they would have to go through a breaking process. So yes, the nets were breaking, but also the men were breaking that were controlling the nets. The men saw for the first time, the power of God that didn't work on the mother-in-law's behalf, that didn't work on the people that were crowding in on um on on Jesus's behalf it was working on their behalf in such a way that it broke them it was their turn it was their turn it was their turn because they obeyed what and when the lord said They did the same thing, the same way, with God authoring it. Their nets begin to break. So they um, signaled their partners in the other boat for them to come and to help them. And they came and they filled both boats so that they began to sink. (laughs) Then they really needed a miracle because they were thinking. I want to just um, encourage you um, out there today um, that your circumstance um, hasn't worked so far. I want you to try again. I have that a lot of times in my notes. I want you to try again. I want you to try again. Try again, try again, try again, try again. I really, I really feel that. Try again. I tried God, try again. It's okay. It's okay for you to have questions. Peter did. Your questions don't hinder the might of the almighty. He knows you're human. He knows you're going to have questions. Try again. They came and they filled both of the boats so that they begin to sink. Now, personally, this made me cry um, because my, you know, we went for adoption so for so long, two, two and a half years, almost three years. We were waiting for one baby and um, God knew he wasn't just going to give us one. He had set aside two. Yes, one would have been great. And Peter probably would have been happy with um, one boat full of fish. And I would have been happy with one boat full of fish. But his mustard seed of faith, coupled with God's command, um, produced for him two boatloads full of fish. And I just want to let you know that I have two boatloads full of fish in Haven. Actually, I have four, Um, but uh, in Haven and Moses. 
And God wants to do something for you that maybe he couldn't have done before because you would have settled for that. But God is saying, I'm not just going to give you one boat. I'm going to give you two boats. I know you've worked hard. I know you've been um, diligent. You've been faithful. I'm going to give you two boats full of fish. And this is what happens. When Simon Peter saw that, he fell down at Jesus's feet and he says, go away from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. For the amazement had seized him and all his companions because of the catch of fish would had been taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. And Jesus said to them, don't fear from now on, you're going to be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to the land. They left everything and followed him. They wanted the fish. They were amazed at the fact that he got, um, he brought in two boatloads full of fish when they let down their nets. But when they met the might of Jesus, the fish, the catch didn't matter. They realized it wasn't the fish that they needed. It was the presence of God that they needed. They realized that the fit, they didn't even need to take the fish to market to produce money. They didn't need to feed their families anymore because if they could just get a touch and a taste of this Jesus for the rest of their lives, it would satisfy them more than the fish would. It's amazing to me that the very thing that they thought that they wanted The very thing that they were dying for, praying for, was in the end what they didn't even want. So they left it. I'm telling you today as we close out this two-part message. In the end, once God does give you those two boats of fish, you're going to find out. That's not what you wanted all along. Even the boats full of fish in comparison to the relationship that we can have with our Father, our Father God. I hope this encourages you today. It, it definitely encouraged me. Um, I invite you to reach out to us on our social media. Um, let us know this encouraged you. Um, it's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. Thank you for listening to The Autumn Mile Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Mile Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn Miles' book, Appointed. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for The Autumn Mile Show on The Word 100.7 FM.